0: Welcome, welcome, you and you Yeehaw, welcome, welcome back to Shredcast Yippee. And uh that sound, the screaming of Shredcast inspired by all the feelings inside my body after being at the Anaheim Convention Center for more than two hours and forty-five minutes. Um we're reporting to you live from beautiful Southern California. It's raining today, so nobody here knows what to do with themselves. But um we just had the NAM show. And, uh, I'm here with Cassie, my quote unquote wife, I don't know what if you up? guys, I don't know if you guys can, if you guys can see the air quotes through the, <laughs> through the screen here, just apply a pop filter. So hopefully this sounds a little better than a second ago, but, Ooh. um, anyway, okay. For those of you unfamiliar with the NAMM show, that's national American, no national association, <laughs> fuck national association of music merchants. Is that right? probably Cassie works at Roland, which means she's big pharma. Yeah. So yeah, I want to say it's the national association of musical merchants. Uh, anyway, it's the largest music trade show in the world. And it happens at the Anaheim Convention Center in Southern California, right by Disneyland, actually across the street from Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's where all the gear companies debut their new gear for the year. So, uh, back in the day, this was a huge deal. I mean, I guess it's still a huge deal, but COVID derailed a lot of things, and the NAM show certainly is one of them. But I used to go to NAM every year when I was a kid because my neighbor across the street shout out Mike used to uh, worked at QSC and so he would get me and my dad passes cuz um up until a few years ago you couldn't just buy tickets to NAM you had to actually like work for a company or know somebody or get invited or whatever um so he would get us tickets through QSC and I would go and try out all the guitars and see my favorite stuff was seeing the Jackson guitars uh custom shop they would have custom crazy painted guitars but you'd also see everybody's um endorsees so like famous people Would be there, you know, you always see Stevie Wonder walking around, uh, back in my day, Schecter guitars had the Schecter girls handing out Mm -hmm. shots of Jaeger and, uh, you know, the misfits were around and Tra Knox bass player for POD. Um, it's just letting you guys know I'm older than 16.
1: Were the Schecter girls carding you? No. Did you get a shot when you were underage?
0: I, was, I showed up already drunk, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. I partied a lot in high school. In any case, I'm just giving you guys a little bit of backstory before we get into the Nam 24 in case you guys are unfamiliar with Nam, But it's like pretty much any gear company shows up at Nam to debut their stuff. And really, it's like for smaller companies to meet uh, dealers, you know, and try to sell their products to this store and that store in all reaches of the country as well as other countries, international dealers and whatever. And then, you know, you meet artists too and other companies and you make friends and you schmooze and you go out to dinners and you do the after parties and whatever the fuck. But, um, for me, when I was a kid, it's just cool seeing the gear. And I would always like leave with some gear because a lot of companies, they would sell shit at a discount because they wouldn't want to pay to ship it back to wherever they were from or put it in the van. So that was cool. Um, definitely stuff changed with COVID and then, and then as I got to be an adult, I would take the kids at the school that I managed and I would go with the school because they had a booth for their music learning software, which, you know, I won't get into that because, uh, uh, I won't get into that for legal reasons, but I always like to remind people that, um, you know, it's a great idea to start a business teaching music when you don't know how to play or teach music. Uh, I just think that that's good. And if you are somebody who's considering starting a business, um, I think it's always, it's always wise to choose something that you know nothing about and are very bad at. I think um, that's really how you set yourself up for success and also try to treat people poorly because they respond really well to that. So um, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, American dream. That truly is the American dream. That is, that has been, my experience with the American small business owner, <laughs> <laughs> of which I am one. So, what does that say about me? It says I'm disgusting. Anyway, Cassie, what has your experience at NAM been before this year? We're not talking about this year yet. We're talking about past NAMs and the buildup to, wow, this year at NAM?
1: Sure. I'd been a couple times. Um... Highlight of NAM was I believe 2016 or 17 I was um there's a couple years back then I was a huge Saint Vincent fan and um she that was when she was coming out with her signature guitar so she was at NAM and she did a little demo with her signature guitar and did a little meet and greet and I showed up bright and early to be like the first one front row center and met her and it was very nice and highly a highlight was a a band I was in at the time um uh some of the members came and she made a joke she was talking about something while she was like demoing her guitar she was talking about like some feature of the guitar and we of course we were in the front row as I said and my guitarist was kind of standing like with his arms crossed and she was like oh yeah like um this guy right here is like the typical reaction that I get from that is just, you know, a guitarist standing with his arms crossed, just standing in it. So she made fun of um, the guitarist in my band. So that was my highlight of Nam's past.
0: He probably he probably deserved it. Great guitar mm-hmm. player. Yeah. Um, maybe not always the most positive attitude. <laughs> yes. In any case, yeah, my best times at Nam, I met. Uh, Paul Gilbert, I had a, I got a signed Paul Gilbert poster when I went, when I was like 13. I met um, Marty Friedman. I met, I remember the drummer from Weezer, Pat Wilson, being there. Uh, seen a bunch of cool people, you know? And it's like, wow, when you're a kid, that's such a big deal. When you're an adult, you're like, ugh.
1: <laughs> fuck. Yeah.
0: I feel bad for these guys. And for myself, stuck in this crowd, you know? Yeah. And they're just like, fuck. And anytime I talk to anybody... Uh, it's like, oh, you're going to Nam this year? They're like, ah, you know, I really would rather have a bug pull my eyeballs out of its out of their sockets. And I'm like, yeah, man. Well, I'll see you there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you think
1: that's a general feeling, um, just in general, post COVID, or do you think that the kids at the show, you know, the young and spry ones, are still really excited about no, it? No,
0: the kids are the kids are stoked. Mm. What do you What do you mean? Is that the general feeling like for everyone at Nam, or just I'm saying for adults, like kids sure. are like kids are excited. I feel
1: like after COVID, um,
0: there's well, okay. So here's, here's the thing. So, I went last year, and last year it was in like June or May or something. Summer it the, Nam, yeah, no, no. Well, they because they but have they made it real Nam. They have Summer Nam. They have yeah. Summer Nam in in Nashville, and it's like a lot smaller. But Nam is typically in January every year at the Han- Anaheim Convention Center, mm-hmm. and I guess it's always been. um, But they did it in June because or or whenever the fuck it is. Sorry, don't quote me on that. It, and uh, in in Anaheim still, and it was really small, and a lot of the. Maybe it was the first the first time back from COVID would have been in 23, mm-hmm. halfway through 23. And a lot of the huge companies didn't come like mm-hmm. Fender, Gibson, uh, Roland wasn't there, right? Right. Um, Roland or Boss. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of other companies. I'm trying to think who else was missing, but it was like all these like major players. And the reason for that is... It doesn't really affect their business whether they show up at a trade show or not. Just like these video game companies don't need to go to E3. Nintendo doesn't need to be at E3 to announce when a Mario game is coming out. Anybody that gives a shit about a Mario game is going to know. You know, They're still going to buy Mario whether Nintendo spends a hundred to $200,000 on a booth at E3. Not like that's a shitload of money for them. They don't care. But it's just, I guess, a waste of their resources. But it's a little bit of a bummer because it definitely devalues the show as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, It just like takes away a little bit of the legitimacy. On the other hand, it is cool because it makes some more space for smaller companies and smaller builders, you know, and it allows people more time and mental space and focus to focus on those builders, which is cool. But I don't know, you know, we went upstairs and like where, what would have been, um, like the Fender showroom was now PV and they're, they're hawking like the new Adrian Vandenberg model, you know, Adrian Vandenberg's $4,000 PV guitar. Like yeah. dude, like, are you fucking for real dog? Yeah. You know? Um, anyway, well, whatever. Okay. So, so that, that, that was last year at Nam, and like it was small and it was a little weird. There wasn't that many people there. I had a good time, um, last year. Cause I didn't stay that long. And, um, that was about it. Uh and I went with a uh, a good friend of mine, master saxophonist Chris Carbajal. So
1: <laughs> nice.
0: It's the, it truly is the company you keep. That's a good time. More yeah. than more than mm-hmm. anything else, but and I was able to avoid my old bosses for the most mm-hmm. part. I just caught a glimpse of their posse, but frightening. You know. Um yeah, it wasn't uh it could have been a lot it could have been a lot worse. Anyway, um, okay, so so on to this year's NAM, I guess. Uh so like I went Saturday and Sunday. They say that that thir- thir- the thing is like Thursday through Sunday. Thursday's a little empty, and I hear from people that Thursday and Friday are like the salespeople and dealers the merchants really doing merchant style business. So my actual quote unquote business there was to shoot some content for victory amplifiers from the United Kingdom. And I had never played a victory amp before I would heard demos and I know the, the musicians that use victory amps are pretty damn good at the guitar. You guys may have heard of Guthrie Govan, uh, one of the best guitar players on earth, Rabia Masad, Rabia, afro on instagram uh, and youtube you've seen him you definitely would recognize him and he's a great guitar player danish pete who does all the anderton's demos and is a you know famous session guitarist and guitarist on tv and super nice guy honestly and a good dude and great guitar player he has a signature amp richie kotzen so all these guys are really great players and whatever and uh, victory amps was cool and they're not disgusted by my content (laughs) <laughs> so I was like, OK, yeah, man, you guys want me to come and do a story takeover and film some stuff for you? I would love to. Um, so whatever. And then, you know, of course, it's a music place. So so we're there checking it out. So I went on Saturday uh, with Cassie and with the guys from my band, the Gromble, my bass player, my, my keyboard sax guy. And then on Sunday we went with the Shreducation Education film crew to do some more official filming. And we were there for a long fucking time, Mm -hmm. dude. Holy shit. We were there so long. Nam time feels like hours, like, like, Mm -hmm. like Nam minutes feel like hours and the hours feel like days. There's a Hanson song off (laughs) the first record.
1: Minute without you.
0: Yeah. Minute without you. Yeah. (laughs) There was something I saw a meme the other day that said, if you, if you don't know how many minutes, are in a year then you're straight. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I guess I'm not straight. Same. You know. Anyway, um our marriage is annulled now. It's that simple. Damn. I mean, that is that is how California works. So <laughs> yeah. sorry anyone listening out of state. Damn. Uh we run <laughs> the laws are different here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's not a law and order state, you know. <laughs> um <laughs> and you thought law and order was, was Hollywood. Um, okay. Anyway, what were we talking about? Dude, Nam. Fuck. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, um, minutes are hours. Yeah. It just goes by. It fucking, it takes so long, dude, you know, and it's a crowd and it's like, holy shit. Someone was saying this to me. Oh, uh, Trevin, my bass player. He was like, wow, Nam is like, uh, all those eighties guys that you thought COVID would have killed you <laughs> thought they would have just died but they, they're they not dead there's like so many oh no. of them still they're still like around and it's like these guys um, you see them at the Rainbow Room in mm-hmm. Los Angeles which uh, it's basically like a real live hard rock cafe but only for hair metal like mm-hmm. it's on the Sunset Strip it's where Motley Crue hung out and Poison and all those dudes because it's right next to the Roxy and the whiskey and like when I was a teenager when I was like th- a tween I guess is when I was doing this stuff a tween and you know, teased my hair and wore snakeskin boots and had a snakeskin guitar. We would go to the rainbow and, you know, buy camel lights out of their cigarette machine. And we ran into Ricky Rocket there from Poison and maybe only Ricky Rocket. I <laughs> feel like you're always running into somebody from an 80s band, but maybe it was just Ricky Rocket. But it's always, but it like legit is still guys that look like, you know, they're fucking in faster pussycat. And it's like, holy shit, dude. The thing is, you guys with, don't fucking die. You, you legit, you're still really doing it.
1: Yeah. The thing is with those guys is like the ones who are legit and were in those bands look exactly like the guys who wish they were in those bands, you know, yeah. like there's a Indis- bunch of them. Yeah, you can't tell, like you see a bunch of them and you're like, you could be famous or you could. Totally not. There's no like, Oh, you're the Walmart version of that. It's like
0: just the, ver- you're the, just the version. Yeah. 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 It's... The first yeah.
1: When, when you like walk up, I mean, I, I hadn't been in years, but like, you, you know, you see one of them and you're like, Oh, you must be someone like trying well, to figure so out who j- they are. <laughs> and then you're
0: like, Oh no. I, so it was no. funny. So, um, there, James at Elmore Pedals. I think we talked to him on Sunday, so you didn't meet him. But mm-hmm. Elmore Pedals is a pedal that that actually, as a, a deal with TrueFire, it's like um, it's like an air turn, like a like a Bluetooth air turn pedal that you use for YouTube and TrueFire things, where it like will pause and fast forward and rewind a video. Uh, but it's a pedal. So like when you're practicing, you can like pause shit. It's cool. And it's, and it's cool. It's like, if you get a new true fire subscription, they ship you one of these pedals to make your practicing easier, which is totally rad. And James is a super nice guy. So James, if you listen to the podcast, uh, thanks for hanging with us on Sunday. Hi. And, um, thanks for teaching me about Albert Collins. I will never look him up. So <laughs> I he was telling me about Albert Collins. Cause I was playing this folding guitar and he's, we were looking at a true fire video that was like, um, how to sound like Albert Collins. And I was like, um, he, he was telling me you need a telecaster. I'm like, I don't, I don't know who the fuck. I went to elementary school with a guy named Gibby Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're related anyway. Okay. Whatever dude. So James was like, Hey, here's a good idea for a segment at Nam. Uh, is this person actually famous? Cause everybody oh, yeah, looks like they're kind of famous. He's like, mm-hmm. dude, everybody looks like they're like, could be famous Mm -hmm. or sort of famous. And I I think it is a great idea for like a bit, but also to that say, like you could go the other way. That's really, you know, he's a sweet guy that, that is an optimistic view of the way these eighties guys, especially dress Mm -hmm. Um, because you could go, man, everybody's trying really fucking hard. (laughs) You know, it's like all Um, these guys look.
1: Yeah. I mean, I believe them. I mean, they're rolling up to, Applebee's like that on a normal Wednesday, you know.
0: That's, oh no, I, I I completely agree with that. Yeah. I'm just saying, does it look like you're actually famous, or are you just like working really hard to appear that you mm, have played at the they're, whiskey?
1: They're probably working very hard, but it is honest. They're not.
0: Yeah, I no, I, I agree that it's. I agree that they look like that every day. <laughs> I'm just saying, does that equate to fame? I mean. Or is that just like what? If
1: it it raises the question to you, they're getting the desired effect because you. No, you're right. Yeah, they're getting the looks, and we're like, uh, "Are you famous?" It's working. Uh, It's working.
0: Yeah, my point is, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Dude, no." (laughs) My my immediate thought is no. (laughs) My immediate thought is like no, because, I mean, you're you're right. Whatever, dude. Okay, (laughs) this has nothing. This has really nothing to do with the fucking Nam Show. Uh, other than to give you an idea of what it's kind of like. Um, okay. So they used to have like a basement with all the overseas stuff. Um, like all the, uh, guitars that were made in China and Indonesia and stuff like that. And then like some weird fringe accessories. And that was like kind of a fun spot. Cause you would have guitars that were like like the J Terser guitar that's shaped like a shark. I just saw it go mm-hmm. on reverb and now, and it's funny the way they captioned. It, it was like the rare J Terser shark. It's like, dude, when that shit was on sale, that was like $130. It's a piece <laughs> of shit. You could buy that at fucking big lots. That's just <laughs> not fucking rare. They're rare now. Cause everybody <laughs> fucking threw them away. Cause it's a piece of garbage. Um, anyway, now I don't think they have that basement place anymore. It's just like yeah. on the, um, the corners, Mm -hmm. you know and when we like cruised through nam this time we like did the perimeter first and i'm seeing some stuff i'm like damn this is cool like there's some cool knobs there's some cool other accessories and then as we got uh closer to the interior it was like oh shit this is they like totally just ripped off fucking (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like you see the ones where like it's the real company that made them um although you know what um This is funny and Cassie, I didn't tell you about this, but I will save me from spending $80 on a, on a boost pedal that must've cost this Chinese company like $4 to make, but it was so awesome because it was called literally like piece of shit boost (laughs) and it had a, it had a a piece of shit on it. Like the graphic on it was a piece of shit. (laughs) It wasn't called like the shit, it was called like shit strength or something like something to that effect. And it had like a piece of poop on it. And she was like, Yes, yes, shit. Shit boost. Piece of shit. The shit. And I'm like, dude, that's fucking awesome. And we plugged it in and it was cool. And I'm like, dude. Did it sound I, good? I pulled out my credit card. It sounded good. It was a clean boost. It's like, who fucking cares? But it had a a picture of a turd on it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, did you guys make this for me? You knew I was coming. (laughs) And, uh, they wouldn't take cards. Oh yeah. They wouldn't fucking take cards. Dang. I was ready to draw. I think she wanted like 70 or 80 bucks for it. And it was like, all right, you know what? We're going to cruise around. I'll come back with some cash. And then we're like walking down and will was like, dude, I just fucking saved you. You were, you were like,
1: (laughs) yeah, whatever.
0: Um, (laughs) And then and then the lady tapped me on the shoulder. She followed us down like a few like a while oh, and shit. she gave us a card and she was like she said something, you know, basically like don't forget. <laughs> like come back and buy this fucking boost, you know. Wow. Oh, oh, and then she was like give us your Instagram whatever. Oh. And we'll follow you and shit. Like and shit. And shit, yeah. Um anyway, Okay, so the shit boost. What else was cool? Our friends at Franklin Straps, Charlton, what a G, the soft mm-hmm. strap, American small business owner. He's been cool, dude. That's a boss I would like. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. him, dude. He's that's a real fucking That's a real guy. Gentleman. <sighs> he's rad. Yeah, you met him. Dude, yeah. he's mm-hmm. dude. I love I love his uh energy. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of it. And I love, I love that. And he fucking makes a good product too. He was one. T- <laughs> He was one too. I actually wasn't referencing him. I was talking about like literally the first one I stopped that was like these really cool knobs and then like two rows in. It was like, oh, these this this overseas company is copying this knob company. But he was saying the same thing that he they keep getting ripped off on their um, glider Mm, glider capo, mm -hmm. which is a fucking awesome idea. And I played a gig in Phoenix and uh, Joel from the side deal had the glider capo. Wow. So there you go. And he gigs all the time and he's been doing it for pff, damn near 30 years. And he wow. is, is r- truly an acoustic guy. Mm. So if he's got the glider capo on, that is a good, that's a good uh, endorsement. Endorsement. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what else was cool at Nam this year? So we saw Boy Genius. Yeah.
1: yeah. Two thirds,
0: two thirds. Two thirds. Um, we saw Julian Baker and Lucy Lucy. Dacus, and so no Phoebe Bridgers. Mm -hmm. And I, I real, I, I'm wanting to say, (laughs) I'm not going to say anything. Okay. (laughs) I wish I had like a H (laughs) three (laughs) button. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to anyway. So, okay. So here's what I'll say actually about this. So we saw him, we were at the Eastman guitars booth and, um, whatever. They had like a little, little house thing in there. And, and, uh, my bass player was like, dude, this is probably such a safe place for them because all these fucking prog nerds at Nam have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's true. This is like, so not their scene.
1: No, like they were just talking to the people at the booth. Like yeah. n- no one was coming up to them. Yeah. And like, we saw them for like a couple minutes and like, I didn't see one person come up totally. To them at yeah.
0: All. Yeah. Cause those yeah. people, those people were, I mean, everybody there is just concerned about getting a free neural DSP archetype <laughs> plugin. <laughs> it's like, Whoa, these are some of the most important musicians of this generation. They won a Grammy that today. Everyone loves. Yeah. Is the grant are the Grammys on tonight? Yeah. Oh. Well, they won, shows what I know. I guess. I
1: guess daytime. Best rock performance, I think. Probably get more. But it's well, it's before the nighttime. I guess we'll, we'll do we I this.
0: guess we'll do the Grammy. I guess we'll do the Grammy recap next oh, week.
1: Jeez. Yeah. That's good.
0: Anyway. Um yeah, but I yeah, thought that that's cool. pr- that's pretty funny, dude. It's like, whoa, that's like a really popular band, but mm-hmm. this place is so fucking nerdy. And then when I was there with Will, he's like, you know, I'm realizing now how much this music convention is like a comic con or like an anime convention. And I'm like, well, it is a convention <laughs> and it's at a convention center. <laughs> so like, that's part of it. And he's like, yeah. And then uh, and then he's like, no, but I mean like the people. And I'm like, well, you know, the type of people that would go to a convention. I, I, yeah there's something to be said there
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um you know another interesting thing is like nobody wants to admit they're like part of a subculture like that everybody's like oh i'm different
1: yeah i i feel like a lot of people at nam are um excited to say they're at nam
0: I think it's definitely either or. Um, I'm, I mean, I met a lot of people that are just like, God, get me the fuck out of here right now. And a lot of people who are like, I'm so glad I didn't have to go. Hmm. I was able to dodge it this year. I heard mm-hmm. that a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, especially for musician people, but um, okay. Other cool stuff at NAMM. We're sorry. We were talking about the Eastman booth, a friend of ours, Henry James from Robert John and the wreck, local SoCal bluesmen. Straight from the Bayou, Hmm. uh, Laguna Beach. He's got his own signature Eastman guitar, a very nice guitar. Prized guitar of the Eastman booth. I stumbled over there after quite a few drinks, and I I tried to play it. And whoever, I mean, I don't know where Eastman Guitars is from, but this was like a European guy. And I was like, yeah, great guitar, Henry James you know, great guitar player. Can I play the guitar? And I grabbed the guitar and he grabbed it from me.
1: He, oh no, that was on Saturday. Cause I saw that. That was right before we saw Boy Genius.
0: Oh, I guess I just felt drunk. Maybe
1: that happened. Yeah. Um,
0: I saw Henry, you like on, grabbed I, it? I saw Henry on Sunday then.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I saw
0: him on Sunday with his, with his girlfriend.
1: Yeah. Okay. There was like, um, a lock on the guitar holder and you just like picked it up and like Tried to pull it out, but he grabbed it from me, and then me. and then he was like, "No, no," and like, it didn't come out of the thing because there was a lock on yeah. it. But then he like readjusts, he like moved it back. Yeah, but he to grabbed like, it back yeah, from me anyway, yeah. and
0: yeah. was just like, "No." <laughs> and then I was just like, "Yeah, it's got that Henry James sound." He's like, "Yes, yes," the yeah. Henry James sound. I'm like, "Dude, you fucking <laughs> asshole! What the fuck are you doing, dude?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> S- massively snubbed at the yeah. Eastman guitars booth. It's like, dude, this guy was just fucking at our show yesterday, you dumbass. <laughs> he brought the fucking guitar to the show, <laughs> stupid idiot. Damn. I like what I like in that situation. All I can think about is I want to be like, hey, dude, you have something on your shirt. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> and just flick his fucking nose and just be like, you fucking little dummy. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm playing your guitar here right now. I'm like, dude, fucking just shut up.
1: You know what I You're mean? You're only supposed to look at it. What is it here for? <laughs> to look at.
0: All the other fucking guitars I know. were not locked. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. And then I saw, yeah. And I saw Henry the next day, and I told him, like, dude, I got massively fucking mm-hmm. snubbed at the Eastman Guitars booth. They mm-hmm. wouldn't let me play your guitar. And his girlfriend's like... That's their baby right now. They're very, very protective <laughs> of the Henry James model. I'm like, yeah, I fucking know. They wouldn't let yeah? me even fucking touch no. it. They wouldn't let me breathe on it.
1: Yeah, It's
0: those fucking Seymour Duncans they got in there. <laughs> they won't let me near the Seymour Duncans. I guess they're fragile. I don't know if they're worried about the durability of those Seymour Duncans. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, I'm totally joking. Except for the about flicking the fucking guy on his, <laughs> his nose. I want to prank that guy. Yeah, I'm his... going to find out who that fucking guy is. He was not nice about it, dude, he was totally not nice about mm-hmm. it I, I guess I guess you're at Nam. It's not like I'm expecting this guy to know that I'm um a musician, you know I, I'm not expecting him to like just assume, but mm-hmm. like, dude, you're dealing with fucking annoying ass people all day. it was like it was Saturday morning, dude it was early like why be a dick
1: I mean the assumption is that they're there to play if there should be a sign on it. If consider, it's not for playing, like display only or consider
0: something. Consider you know? this. Dude, and, and, I, and I actually have a big thing about asking to play guitars. Yeah, you know? I know. I, I really aware. am very serious about that. I struck up a conversation with this fool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the Henry James thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Talking to him, gesturing. Put a hand on it. Mm-hmm. Hmm? You know? <laughs> and then... No,
1: (laughs) no, And let me move it back into.
0: (laughs) And then it was just like, oh, well, yeah, I don't want to touch that. You know, it's got the Henry James sound. Mm -hmm. Would hate to get a fingerprint on that. This fucking guy that I know. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) asshole, you know, like, (laughs) what the fuck, dude? Okay, consider this. (laughs) That's a funny. It's a funny situation. Mm hmm. We know a guy with a signature model guitar. The guitar is what, what, like $2,000. It's an expensive guitar. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's 1,600 bucks. And when I saw Henry the next day, he was like, yeah, it just won like t- best in show from like premier guitar or something. Some guitar magazine oh. called it like one of the best things at NAM. It's like, dude, wow. r- fucking rad. That's awesome. And we are friends with you. Mm-hmm. How often do you know someone that has their own guitar that's for sale and it costs, you know, a thousand and a half dollars or two thousand dollars or whatever. And then you go to look at it Mm. and you get fucking roasted. That's
1: a Seinfeld episode.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And then the boy genius people are there. Yeah. And no one cares. Right after. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. No one gives a shit Mm -mm. about them. I wonder if they got to play it. I would love to send them fan mail and ask. They'd probably
1: I w- let a woman play it. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I, I think everyone should be able to play it. So I have, no, I have no issue with that. I hope they would let them play it. Yeah. I, I, I just hope that the guy who told me I can't play it, I hope he doesn't get to play it. <laughs> even though it's his. I hope it's the guy that yeah. owns the company. Mm-hmm. And I hope that one day he apologizes and he sends me one and I, I'm going to take a video of myself farting on it. <laughs> And I'm going to say, now this stinks. (laughs) It plays great and it sounds great, but it's just smelly. (laughs) You know, the tone is doo-doo. No, it's, it's really nice. It's It's a nice, it's a nice guitar. It's actually really nice. And those guitars are very nice. Kind of making a Renaissance, a little bit of a comeback here. Um, apparently better known as like jazz box type guitars, but, um, man, these Robert John guys, they've been, uh, rocking these for a while. And, um, Rock and roll guitars. They also have a distressed series that are really expensive. They're like three and four grand. Those, you know, those hooks were nude. You could pull those off. You could fucking walk out with those. Guy didn't give a shit about those ones. Four grand? Take two. Why not? You know? what? Do you live near a boys and girls club? Take five. Bring them to the kids. Who cares? Uh no, those actually felt really nice. Very reminiscent of Novo guitars, which let's move on from the Eastmans because it's not good for my blood pressure. Uh my favorite guitar that I saw at uh Nam was Novo Guitars made by Dennis Fano. I own a fano guitar. It's an old fano um that I bought used. And I believe it was like right at the tail end of when Dennis still owned Fano. And if somebody wants to prove me wrong, I won't listen because I want to pretend that I have a quote unquote real Fano. So we'll say that he made it and then he sold Fano and somebody else owns it now. And he started Novo guitars and man, I'd never gotten to play one before, before this weekend. And whoa, what a nice guitar. Did you see that? The purple one? It's the one I posted on the story.
1: I don't think I did.
0: Purple hollow body. We weren't there for very long, but man, such a nice guitar. Cause I, I was talking to Drew Walsh. I play a lot of Walsh guitars and I told Drew, Hey man, you know, I played a lot of guitars at Nam. Not any Eastman guitars, you know, but, mm. uh, but I played other guitars at Nam, and yours are still the best. And I, and I stand by that and certainly the best value. Um, but uh, that Novo, whew, I would, I would accept one if one were offered. Um, but interestingly enough, you know, there's like so many guitar makers out there and that's really nice. And it's nice that a lot of people are, um, you know, living their dream and there's something for everybody. Cower's new model is really cool. The Gripen looked awesome. The colors he came up with and Doug is like the best guy. Doug is such a sweet dude. Um, and those guitars play and sound great and, and they look amazing in every color. Brand new model. Him and his son. It's a good dad move too. But Mm. anyway, the point I want to make is like, God, there's just so many fucking guitars. And some people charge so much money for these guitars that are just like, yeah, that's okay. Why are you charging $5,000 for this thing? That's just kind of fucking just there. Mm. You know, you're not doing anything interesting. It doesn't like feel great. It's just like around, you know, it's like the equivalent Mm. of just like royalty free. What the fuck? It's the equivalent of royalty-free music. Sorry, our theme song started again because we're <laughs> running longer than I anticipated.
1: They're playing us off.
0: Yeah, they really are playing us off. I got a bachelor party to get to.
1: <laughs> he really does.
0: Yeah, I really do. <laughs> um. Anyway, Uh. but yeah, so people are like, oh, man, I wish I could go to Nam and see all the cool gear. It's like probably 90% of it is not cool gear. There's like some yeah. cool gear, but most of it is like not that fucking cool. Straight mm-hmm. up. Uh, okay, we'll keep it moving. Victory amps, every single one of them sounded good. And I was asking them, hey, I don't really know anything about Victory amps. I'm here shooting content for you, but I don't, I've don't, i never played one. And the team told me, well, designed by Martin Kidd, who worked at Cornford Amplification, very nice, expensive amplifiers. And each model that they have is really different. So they have, like, you know, the American sound. They got the Fender one. They got the Marshall one. They got the Vox one. They got the modern one. And once I plugged each one of them in, it's like, oh, fuck, dude. They really weren't kidding. They really are super different. There's not a lot of overlap in each one of those, but they all sounded really good. And the heads run about $1,500, which for a handmade tube head is actually a super good deal. Oh. Yeah, I was I was really impressed. I was super oh. impressed when I plugged it in because it was like, dude, these, these all actually sound really, really great, um, which I like being a part of, you know, like I'll go fucking say some goofy shit for somebody, you know, they're not asking me like, Hey, tell, you know, it's not like an ad where it's like, say our amp sounds good. They're asking me to like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you would call that story takeover. Just like make surrealist (laughs) weird, weird posts on Instagram. But, um, but it's cool when it's like, Oh, Hey, the company's cool. And it actually sounds really good. Um, so that was fun. Anyway, the TLDR on all this is fucking Nam is is so annoying. Mm. And. Um,
1: but everyone should go once.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, and it's funny because talking to my band afterwards, like, they're like, yeah, man, yeah, definitely, definitely don't need to go next year. And then right after, it's like, you know, I would go just for like less time.
1: A year is enough time to fully recover and be like, I'm ready to. To be heard again.
0: Yeah. And if you're going and if you're going for like a specific reason, like Mm -hmm. you're going to like talk to a specific vendor or to like see a somebody performing or like if you are performing there, then awesome. Um, and, And to be honest with you, it was nice. This was definitely like a more energized year than last year. Like sure. Things are still rebuilding from COVID. It's nice to see things headed in the right direction. And from talking to the vendors that we know, it seems like things are doing well. Oh, and our our friends at summer school electronics met Mm -hmm. Mark. They came out to our show on Friday and performed with us. It's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, we actually did have a lot of fun. I just like to complain. Um, anything else?
1: Maybe, by next year, all three of boy genius will be there and we'll see them.
0: I would love that. I would, I would love that. Um, anything else worth Mm. reporting?
1: Um, I wore non-sensible shoes and I got a really bad blister. I forgot about how much walking it is. Um,
0: it's about 17,000 steps. It's yeah. A lot.
1: I got, I think I got over 10,000 steps. And so, um, wear sensible footwear, um, is, is my hot NAM tip.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's about it. Not really. More shit happened, but we got recap videos coming out and stuff like that. And who really fucking cares Mm -hmm. at the end of the day?
1: Oh, the food was a lot better than pre. What did we eat? COVID. I um, I didn't eat anything. But before it was just like the weird like two day old turkey sandwiches in like the oh well they have like the whole
0: food truck situation. Yeah, now they have like real
1: food with like food trucks. Before it was like you had to get what was made by the convention center yeah, there was no true. food trucks it was just
0: that's true and yeah turkey and, sandwiches and the pro audio stuff is in a separate building so we actually didn't see any of that um, mm-hmm. heard it was cool but although because of that I did get to miss out on uh, running into some people I definitely didn't want to see mm. so <laughs> uh, blessing not in disguise yeah <laughs> <sighs> Okay, I really do have to get to a bachelor party. I'm I'm actually not kidding. I'm late already, so I'm going to go do (laughs) that. And we'll see you guys next time for the Grammy recap. Okay, see ya.
1: Bye. Bye.